0: Did you know I offer one-on-one mindset renewal sessions? Maybe you feel unclear about God's call in your life because of all the other noise around you. Maybe you are stuck in a constant comparison cycle. Or maybe you can't silence the negative, self-loathing thoughts that keep invading your mind. In my one-on-one sessions, we use biblical truth to rewire your mind, take your thoughts captive, and move in confidence where God is calling you. Send me an email at carlaargeswellness.com to find out more. You'll leave with the tools you need to rewrite the script in your head and take control over your life. Again, email me at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information you need to get started. I cannot wait to hear from you. Hey friends, welcome to today's bonus episode. You are going to love our guest today. We are sitting down with multiple best-selling author, Suzanne Eller. She is the co-host of More Than Small Talk. She is the founder of Together Ministries, a community of women supporting each other and walking through the word together. And I am so excited to have her here today to talk about her latest writing adventure, her new book, Prayer Starters, Talking with God About Hard Times. Welcome to Affirming Truth, Suzanne. Hey, and friends call me Susie, and
1: you are absolutely a friend. I am such like a fan of you and what you do. And I I just love your authenticity and your vulnerability. And so getting to hang out with you today is like, A a huge win for me. So thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. If you guys could see me, you'd see that I'm blushing (laughs) a bit. (laughs) Well, Susie, thank you so much for being here. I've got to say when I got your book, I was Mm -hmm. really excited. Um, People that know my story and know my battles know that I'm often walking through a hard time with the ebbs and flows of my mental illness. And I know that it can be so hard in those moments to come to Jesus. Yeah. What inspired you to write this book? What was the impotence behind it?
1: Yeah, this is different than anything I've ever done. You know, I've I've written several books and they've always been studies or Christian living. But When I became a believer, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. So when I became a believer, this was all so new to me. And there were two things that I knew that I wanted. Number one, I wanted to grow (laughs) in my faith, whatever Mm. that looked like. But secondly, I wanted to talk to God because everything that I read in the Bible said that I could have that intimacy. And so when I would talk to people about that, people that I respected, sometimes they would give me kind of a formula. If you do A plus B, it's going to equal C. And and the last thing I wanted was a formula (laughs) with the God who had rescued my heart. I wanted to really talk to him. And so I began to just get into the word and, kind of discovered that not only was the word powerful, it is, but there were times that a verse would just leap out at me, and I would realize that for whatever reason that God was going to use that verse in my heart, in my life, in Mm -hmm. my faith. And begin to study those out. And those became prayer starters for my life. Like David crying out in the wilderness, restore the joy of my salvation. Believe me, there have been times in my own faith life that I have read that and turned around and said to the Lord, you know, father, my faith is battered. (laughs) Mm. My heart is hurting and I don't even know what to say to you right now, but restore to me the joy that I once had. And so these, these prayer starters began to become these powerful uh, beginnings of conversation with God. And later in, in ministry, I begin to share that with other women, never thinking that it would be a book, just that this was a way to intimately talk to God with no formula, no but just if a prompt of the Holy Spirit became a pause, which became a powerful encounter with God. And so um, my brother uh, got sick about a year ago. And one night he called me uh, at, three, at 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he was a seeker. He was He was reaching out to God, trying to figure out what that looked like. And he said, you know, Susie, I'm trying to talk to God. I don't have any words. And you know what I thought? I have words. (laughs) I have words, brother. (laughs) And out of my journals, out of years of these, just walking through the word and connecting with God, I sent him some 3am prayer starters. Mm. And I began to pull from just years and, and, and thought, I know that there are other people out there, whether it's at 3 a.m. in the morning or in your quiet time, uh, that you whether you have been in the faith for years and years or you're brand new to it, that that you long to tell God all the things
0: that mm-hmm.
1: you struggle with knowing how to articulate that, how to how to do it. And so this is not a book about prayer there's a lot of great books out there about prayer this is meant to be a book to help you connect with god through prayer right where you are in that hard season so that's how this book emerged
0: i love that and i i can relate to you saying that you know early in my christian days too there was this formula given for prayer and that really intimidated me. And I spent a lot of time intimidated to pray, yeah. like I yeah. had to approach God in this specific way with this specific language. I yeah. mean, how would you encourage the woman today that is intimidated at prayer
1: yeah. Oh, I can absolutely tell her. Just show up, sis.
0: <laughs> Just yes.
1: show up. You know, all throughout scripture, it tells us that God bends to listen to our prayers, that mm-hmm. our prayers are like incense before him. That um, God literally knows our heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. And He He knows what we need even before we ask. So it takes all the pressure off when we just show up, because that is an act of faith, that's an act of intimacy. And and when we show up and just say, God, I am here to connect. I have no words. I am not eloquent. Sometimes I don't even know what I need. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. But this is what I do know, is that you love me. Mm. So here I am. Here I am. And, you know, Prayer starters is just a tool, you know, for years, contemplative prayer has been a beautiful way to talk to God. But there's also, you know, just showing up means that we show up knowing that he hears, knowing that he knows what we need before we even ask, knowing that relationship between us and God is something that not only do we treasure, but God delights in as well. And there's power in that. And whether that turns into a full-fledged conversation or you just sit in his presence, there's still beauty in that. And there's transformation in that, in our relationship with God.
0: Yeah, I often remind women, especially as moms, we don't put parameters on how our kids can approach us we want our kids to talk to us in whatever ways I'm raising a teenage boy right now like any conversation I'm like (laughs) yes you know I long for that any type of communication and I think sometimes we forget God is like that too he's our father just longing To be in conversation with us. Yeah. This weekend, I went
1: to soccer games for my littles. I have six grandchildren and two of them were playing in tournaments. And at one point, while one was playing, I had the other five around me. And it's so funny because Luke, who is only 11, but he's taller than I am. But he was sitting behind me with his literally his chin on my head, you know, just patting my head. He's, He's a wallower, you know is beside me and her fingers are just tapping mine. Uh, Caleb's in my lap. Audrey is sitting close. And, and, you know, all of this is going on. They're all showing me affection in their own way. And I loved every part of that. And, and that's the thing is if we think that to approach God with just absolute, this is who I am because this is who you created me to be if we think that God doesn't know that already and that he's not doing a comparison game, he's not looking for any kind of certain pattern of prayer. uh, He's just looking for that connection with Mm. us, you know? And, and again, I said this earlier, he delights in it. That's something that I think that we fail to share with prayer is we make it almost overwhelming and intimidating. And when I just show up knowing that God wants to connect with me, something miraculous happens in my mm-hmm. faith, you know, mm-hmm. and in my relationship with Him.
0: So I know some people when they're in hard times and myself included, sometimes it feels like we're praying the same prayer over mm-hmm. and over again. And yeah. It doesn't seem to be bending God's ear. We're not seeing, and we usually come with our idea, right? Oftentimes right. When we pray, we come with our idea and how the problem should be solved. Yeah. But when you're praying for healing and the healing doesn't come, when you're pr- praying for restoration and the restoration doesn't come, when the yeah. hard times seem to drag on for years, not just days or weeks or months, but years. How do you stay committed to showing up in that same posture of here I am, God? Yeah. It's my hard time. Like when you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, how do you not get discouraged?
1: Yeah. And And that is such a great question. You know, when I look in Hebrews 12, it's really interesting because we call that the heroes of faith chapter. And it is, it is. These were ordinary people that God gave a promise. And those promises not only changed those people, but it changed the world around them. But there's a, there's a caveat in Hebrews chapter 12, where it says that there were some who were given the promise who didn't see it in a lifetime. And we don't talk about that. No. How hard was that for those individuals to continue to trust God when they didn't see the promise come to fruition as they hoped in their lifetime and yet as we read on we find out that not only did those promises were they fulfilled but they were fulfilled in ways that would astound those looking back Mm -hmm. and so for me you know i i lost my brother a week ago today Mm -hmm. and my heart is hurting carla it's it's hurting and yet while i have seen god answer prayers in ways that have astounded me i have some prayers in my own life that i've prayed a specific way showing up knocking on that door you know and in my lifetime i have not seen that promise take place so i've started to look at it like this if god is who he says he is and he is and if his character is what the Bible says it is, then these are not unanswered prayers. These are unfolding
0: prayers. Mm, I love that. Unfolding yeah. prayers.
1: These are not unanswered. They're unfolding. God has seen, and I'm never going to make excuses for God because he doesn't need me to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we tend to do that when there's what seems to be an unanswered prayer. We try to make excuses around God. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to look at the character of God and who he is and that promise that he made. And I'm going to ask him this, Lord. I know that this is not an unanswered prayer. This is an unfolding prayer. So help me to see it. Help me to trust that you see what I don't see. Help me, Lord Jesus, to hang on to you, to cling tight. And then one day to look back and celebrate with you as you unfold, <laughs> as you show me the mystery of faith that occurred in this times and uh, and just for me to be in awe of who God was in that moment. Mm-hmm. So for me, that is, has transitioned to, a, a, from a place of disappointment to a place of expectancy, like, okay, God, this is unfolding. Maybe it'll be in my lifetime. Maybe it won't. Maybe you're doing miracles on such a grand scale that I can't even comprehend it. But mm. I trust that you're unfolding this promise. I trust it and I hang on to you. And so that changes it for me.
0: That is so beautiful. And I think you're right. Sometimes we think the answer prayer is meant for now. And if it's not answered, God is failing us. And what I have been learning in my life is to celebrate the waiting and to celebrate the no's, right? Because sometimes we think the prayer is only answered if it's yes. Sometimes the answer is no. And I've learned, like you said, if we trust the character of God, then we know that that no is still keeping us in his will. And there's yeah. no better place to be than in his will. And yeah. we cannot see it until we're glorified together with him one day. Yes. But living with that eternal perspective really helps, helps it me does. trans trans like transform through the hard time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. And you know, again, you know, I kind of I kind of bragged on you at the beginning, but just um Man, the tenacity that I see in you, um, the showing up, not just for yourself, but for others. I feel like that that there are miracles taking place all around you (laughs) that you'll one day look back and just be in awe of.
0: You know, I I used to pray all the time for God to heal me of my mental illness, and I've come to realize that there is beauty in his answer no, because it has been this illness that has kept me so beautifully tethered to him uh-huh. yeah. and has given me an opportunity to point others to Jesus that are in this spot where I might not otherwise be able to do that. So there is always blessing. God doesn't waste any pain. Um, And that's the hope that we have.
1: And you also, another hope that we have is that you can talk to God about that. Honestly, you know, I I want somebody to know that saying, God, I am mad right now. (laughs) I am. And this is going to like, for some listening this, they're going to be like, but for, for you to say, for me to say, God, I'm mad right now. I'm hurting. I'm mad. I'm angry. And I'm even angry at you right now. That is a prayer that is a prayer that is because prayers like that. Sometimes we hold those back. We hold back how we feel and, and yet in intimacy, you know, there are times that I have sat with loved ones and, say, and said, I'm struggling, I'm wrestling. Wrestling is as big a part of our faith because how else do we grow unless we wrestle through the yes. things we understand? And so- we, we will stay away from God because what we want to say is, I'm angry, I'm mad, I don't understand this. And yet, if we look through the Psalms, good grief, almost every other Psalm, there's something like that contained in there, but they trusted the Psalmist, or whether it was King David or a Psalmist, they trusted that God knew them well enough to meet them in that place of hurt or pain. And he met them there, you know, so they they didn't stay away. So we don't stay away. One of the things I wanted to do with prayer starters is I wanted for someone to be able to simply start the words, just start the words Mm -hmm. and see where it leads you. See where it takes you. And and I'm hearing back from people who are saying, man, I haven't talked to God in a long time, Susie. I love him. I love Jesus. I love him with my whole heart. But I haven't talked to him because I've been wrestling through this. And I've been taught that to wrestle is wrong. Mm -hmm. And yet this is allowing me to say those things and to find healing, to, to remove maybe hurt and allow God to take up residence in that place instead and for the healing to begin, you know, and that's what that's my
0: hope. Yeah, and I think that that is beautifully happening with the book. Um, I love how your prayer starters have room to write. I know for yeah. me, a lot of my deepest emotions and my prayers come out when I write them. Um, there's something about the pen to paper that allows me to express my emotions more clearly. So I really appreciate that in the book. Um, I know that when I have been held back from coming to God in prayer, oftentimes it's because of the hard time of my own sin that has produced shame and guilt i'm wrestling with my sin and i feel unworthy or i have felt unworthy to come before god i've learned that that's not the case but for the woman right now who is living in shame maybe yeah. bound to her past mistakes maybe wrestling with sin and, yeah. and doesn't know how to approach god how would you how would you counsel her in that right now yeah.
1: And we go sit in the story of the prodigal son. (laughs) You know, what I love so much about that story is here the son is coming back home because he has no other place to go. And we find ourselves there. Like I have nowhere else to go, but we come feeling unworthy and full of shame and sin has left a mark on our heart and our lives and maybe even on those around us which makes us feel more shame. (laughs) And I look at this son, his eyes downcast, with the filth of the pig pen on his robe, and his father, who is a dignified man, a a, a man of respect and, and of wealth, he literally pulls his robes up to show his ankles, which was very undignified in that time, and not something that you would do. And he runs toward his son, (laughs) you know, and so I would I would cast that image and we would pray from there and we would say this would be our prayer starter. Father, I feel so unworthy. (laughs) I have lost my way and I don't think I can even look you in the eye, but your word says that you run toward me. Your robes above your ankles, your arms open wide. And so I turn into those arms and I am embraced by the love of a father and the cleansing redemptive power of a savior. And I accept that. I receive that. That changes things. That's how the power of God's word can show us the character Mm. of God which leads us toward him rather than keeps us trapped and
0: isolated away from him. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. I love, I can just feel your emotion and your heart for this. And I love how you say how it changes us. That has been my experience in prayer. That the prayer is less about changing my circumstances and it's more about the transformational work that the spirit does in my own heart to change yes. me to be more like Jesus in the process. Yeah. Um, and it's just a, a incredible opportunity for intimacy. And it's an incredible opportunity to grow in your faith and to see God move, right? And sometimes we're like, I don't hear from God. And I say, are you listening? Are you talking to him, right? Um, Because there are moments in prayer and in silence and in solitude that we hear from God, his comfort, his peace, his, his, his love and his grace pours out to us. And yeah. he longs for that. He longs yeah. for that.
1: Well, and it's it's so it's so interesting. What I have found in my own life is that, like, it's so the opposite of of physical hunger because when physically I'm hungry and I eat, we're done, you know. But this is the opposite. Spiritual hunger is is that the more we eat, the more we want to eat, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and and it increases that hunger. The more that we encounter God. And and I have had others who have said, Susie, God just doesn't speak to me. And you know what? I, what I, what I ask them to do is first of all, to remove any expectations that God is going to speak to her, like he speaks to me or her, like he speaks to the person sitting mm-hmm. next to her. God is an individual God. And to begin to just ask God, show me, show me ways that you speak to me. And usually that person is very surprised, but like, oh my gosh, he was speaking to me in this way all along. And I didn't know it because I thought it should look like this. Yes. And so, yeah. So we begin to listen and anticipate um, this is how God will speak. Maybe it's through a person. Maybe it's through a tool like this. Maybe it's you're you're taking a walk and you see something and God quickens something in your heart. Um he is such
0: an individual God. He really is. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, in the word it says to pray continuously. Uh-huh. Uh, how do we practically live that out? Because it said it more than once. And when God yeah. repeats himself, we gotta pay attention. Um yeah. to be in that posture of prayer and not prayer with a vending machine God, right? We're not right. just going uh-uh. to prayer with like. This is what I want and this is what I need and this is what I want, right? Prayer is also an opportunity for um, adoration and for repentance and for worship and for all of that. So how do we stay in that posture of prayer throughout the day?
1: Yeah, well, Jesus is within us. The Holy Spirit is within us. So wherever we're at, whether that is in the hospital room, whether that is at a soccer game, watching your littles play, (laughs) taking a walk in church, worshiping corporately, he's he's with you wherever you go. So it begins to feel like a relationship instead of a ritual as you just communicate with God throughout the day. Mm -hmm. There are times that something will take my breath away. And I'll just be like, God, man, that was beautiful. (laughs) That's continuous prayer. There's times when I was driving home the other day, having lost my brother, um, I was listening to the radio and this beautiful, perfect song came on, a worship song. And I know that there were people probably that as they drove by, thought I was just crazy but the Lord and I just wept together. I prayed, I talked, I worshiped. And and the thing is, is that my car became a sanctuary. Mm. There's also times that when I was raising teenagers and you're the mom of a teenager, I had three at the same time that I would go in my room and shut the door and close the light turn off the light and say, God, I don't have a clue what to do right now. That's prayer. I mean, yeah. that's prayer. So yeah. it, it is, yeah, we're just, Like I'm talking to you now, except for he is God, (laughs) you know, we have the invitation to abide in him, to linger, to come around the table with him wherever we're at. And that is an invitation that doesn't go away.
0: Yes. And prayer can exist anywhere. I think sometimes we have this idea that prayer is just during your quiet time when you're on your knees, but it is an ongoing conversation when you're folding the laundry, when you're in the mundane, when you see something wonderful, when your heart is stirred, like it is an ongoing conversation. It is.
1: I I call it a deep breath of prayer. (laughs) You know, it's just that we have the opportunity to at any moment, have a deep breath of prayer. And it's not, again, it's not that I'm asking God for anything. It's just that um, I'm showing up, I'm showing mm-hmm. up because he's present. And it's, it's not even in the beginning. I think it was really intentional. Now it's just familial. It's family. Yeah. Um, it's, he's God. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's he's, I, I so worship him as who he is, but he's also family. He's my heavenly father. He's He's my savior. The Holy Spirit lives within me, and and so anywhere where I'm at, and sometimes that's no words at all. You know, sometimes that's just closing my eyes and just saying, "I need you,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I need you." Well, thank you so much for writing this book, and this book is for everyone. This book truly is for everyone because we all walk through hard times. This is not just for a new Christian. This is for a mature Christian too. I have been using it and I have been so blessed by it. Where can people find this book and where can they find you?
1: Yeah. So you can find this at any online distributor, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Christianbook.com. You can also hopefully find it in your local bookstore. Um, If not ask, and, and they can order it in. But you can also go to Suzanne Eller.com, and Suzanne has a Z in it <clears throat> and you can download some of those free 3 a.m. prayer starter cards that you can reach for in the middle of the night if you want um, and then find out more about the book there. Mm, I love that. Is there anything
0: else that you'd like to leave with?
1: Yeah. So I do have ha- I'm on a couple of podcasts. You mentioned more than yeah. small talk. Also do a daily prayer podcast called Prayer Stratters. and I'd love to connect with you there. But what I would say to someone who's listening right now is that if for any reason in this hard place that you have felt that God is distant, distant, I want you to know that he is as close as a whisper. Mm. (laughs) Whisper is, it doesn't have to be eloquent. Just turn into his love and let him know that you need him, that you love him. And that's enough. That's sufficient. That is prayer. That is powerful. That is faith changing. And he bends to listen to every word you say, but also to every word you don't even know how to say, but want to say.
0: Yes. Now I don't often end like this, but it feels fitting to ask you to pray us out of today's episode. Would you mind doing that? I'd love to father. Um,
1: What a beautiful opportunity to sit with a sister in Christ, but also with all of those who are listening. You know each um, woman well. Her name is written on the palm of your hand. Father, I just pray today that there will be uh, within each of us a desire to just show up, (laughs) to connect with you to grow in our faith and our relationship with you. And Lord, if she is in a place where someone, anyone has told her that she is unworthy, Father, I pray, Lord, that you just um, take that and you throw it as far as the East is from the West because it's a lie. Uh, And just draw her close in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much.